Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers, a podcast dedicated to those who have left religion behind and are now seeking to rebuild their lives through self-exploration, play, and spirituality. I, your host, Christina Carlson, am an embodiment and intuition coach. I work with bitches, witches, and queers to discover their own worth and value and learn how to trust themselves to create the lives they want. I'm an experimenter by nature, so this podcast, like my life, is an offering in flux. What you find here will be diverse and, hopefully, interesting. One thing you can know for sure is that we will get good and curious here. Welcome. So we have some. Hello oh my God. and welcome to Bitches, Witches, and Queers. <laughs> Who say more? We've been talking for an hour and we forgot to record, so here we are. <laughs> welcome no, to the I middle keep... of our conversation. <laughs> like we got, like we literally just like came in hot today. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah, a lot which is about. so funny because I feel like both of us, like when I saw you, I was like, oh, we're both sleepy. Like we're both just like in our like kind of like lazy earth sign zone like <laughs> your taurus and my like capricorn energy is very heavy today it's just laying on the floor but like conversationally and energetically we came in hot today i think like so i think <laughs> this is like kind of a part of like our energies like mm-hmm. i and this is like how i am around people that i love like i feel i pick up on your energy yes and respond feed on it yes <gasps> that's exactly what i was about to talk about yay yes say more say more <laughs> Oh, so we were just talking about, okay, can you wander me back for a second? What were we talking about? I was, well, I was talking about, like, showing up as myself oh, yes. in my business. And how, yes. like, it's been easy for me to podcast, but because of, like, money stories, it's been harder for me to, mm-hmm. like, actually just, like, stay present and in the moment with yes. the rest of my business. Um, and I'm working through, like, those stories through the energetic coaching course I'm in. Yes. And, like, having support with that has been... That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're, like, learning how, like, you show up most authentically as yourself and all of yes. these things. And, like, you mentioned, like, even as back as far back as, like, 15 or 16, you were going on a date and, like, instinctively knew that, like, the best way for you to, like, show up as your whole self at that date was to, like, not overthink it beforehand. Yes, nothing to prove. Nothing that, to prove. Yes, just, like, showing up as yourself. Yeah. And mine is, like, I've been thinking about this in every category of my life right now from, like, business to relationships to parenting, like, all of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a manifesting generator. And so like my natural way of relating is through response. Mm -hmm. So like, it's one of the reasons why in a lot of ways, like conversational podcasts like this come so easily to me Mm -hmm. because if I'm like, in an interaction with somebody who's bringing really interesting material to the table and like giving me good shit to respond to, like they're curious and passionate and like into what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. like I could literally just like be, I can drop into my body, be fully present and talk until feasibly the end of time. Like, I don't know that there's like an off switch, but what it depends on is like having cultivated relationships and structures that allow me to lean on my capacity for response. Mm. And like, that is a thing that, Oh, I'm, I'm like trying to figure out because for me, in every category of my life, I'm always trying to figure out, okay, so like, what are the systems that I need to put in place that will allow me to just like, flow naturally. Mm-hmm. And so much of it for me is like, how do I create a world where most of what I'm doing is responding? Mm-hmm. And that's so hard, because like, um, I think dating is a really interesting like framework to look at this through because like historically I have always, I have like historically ended up in a lot of relationships where I am like the person who does a lot of the initiating, like the person who's like kind of like leading the charge. I have, Oh my God. I was who was I talking to about this the other day? Um, Possibly possibly you like, (laughs) I very commonly, and I think part of it is the way that I present. It's like my aesthetic. Um, But I very commonly present and read like someone who is very dominant. 
and I don't fucking want to be. Like, that's not what, no. <laughs> like, that's not. I feel like there should be, like, a mug. Dogs need to be pursued, too. Like, we need to be pursued, too. <laughs> and, like, it's so interesting because I've had that instinct in in dating of, like, God, no, like, I just want someone else to be able to hold the container and for me to just be able to respond mm -hmm. to the energy that they're bringing. Because, like, um, mm -hmm. like, a thing that uh, a current, one of my current partners has, like, recognized in me over time, we've unpacked a little bit of this, um, is how, like, for them, like, they have started to understand that if they're willing to initiate, they will not be disappointed ever by my like capacity for response. So it's almost like, I think I, I think like in a lot of ways, like there's tenderness and vulnerability around like being the person to like be the initiator. But like as the responder, there's this piece of me that just wants to be like, Oh, but it will be worth your time and effort. Like I promise you, like if I am allowed to be in the energetic response, you are going to get the like most fiery, passionate, invested, like authentic version of me. Mm -hmm. But if I am constantly having to like hold the container and do the work of initiation that feels so unnatural to me, like you're going to get a very like, like closed up version mm -hmm. of me. Yeah. And I'm like looking at how that translates to my business too. So like, how do I set up myself? How do I set myself up for not just relationships, but a business and a whole life that like as often as possible allows me to be in the energy of like responding. <laughs> I literally was having this conversation Ugh, last night. Say more. Because like, uh, I was telling you before we press record that I had a conversation with, um, uh, someone I just met, uh, was, I was interviewing them for the podcast. Um, or yeah, for my podcast, I'm going to be on their podcast too, but we, we were just meeting and talking and really connecting. And I was like, like we should do something together. You know, we were talking about collaborating on something. Yeah. And so then I was telling my partner last night, I was like, I really, I feel like this energetic of being with people is like what I need. Mm. It's just like, it's so easy for yeah. me to be in conversation with people because like weirdly enough, the energy you're describing, I feel is very similar to me. Yeah. Like I could have nothing to say. And then yes. one person who I yes. love and trust says one thing. And it's like, like they have, have to flip the switch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a million. And we yeah. can talk for forever because again, it's just like, I like there's an energetic that's connection. Mm. that's just like, and then there's this and then there's this. And then yes. I'm about this. And it's just like, it's so, um, it's so flowy rather yes. than forced. Uh-huh. And that's like, I think that's what I'm coming into in terms of like how I'm trying to orient my life right now is like, how can things feel less forced? Because like the energy of forcing is so tiring. <laughs> like at the end of the day, like I, I know that if I am willing to do the work of, like creating a way of being that's in alignment with how I actually exist the most naturally, then I will have so much more energy because trying to yeah. force things like it's like, again, like trying to initiate things is so tiring. I remember, um, yeah. God, and I can see so many examples of this in retrospect. Again, relationally is just a really beautiful way to like, um, to think about it. Yeah, because we're in a relationship with everything. We're in a relationship with everything. And yes. like, I can see a lot of relationships in the past that I'm like, God, on paper, this is so correct. Like on, on paper, this should work. <laughs> but like something about it feels off. And I, I like, I leave time with this person feeling exhausted for reasons I can't pin down because they are not exhausting. Like it's not like, right, it's, not them. it's not them at all. It's just that like, in retrospect, I can look back and see those are re relationships where I was doing a lot of initiating mm -hmm. and not like being allowed to relax into like responding and receiving. Yeah. And there's, there's so many elements here because like you, and I, I love the, the space of like self-compassion and also general mm -hmm. compassion, like not blaming No, because like 
it's never the other person and it's never you really, no. in these instances. Yes. It's just like, well, that just wasn't what we were meant to do at this point. Yes. Maybe later. Not yeah. Now. You know, and, and there's just like, there's nothing wrong with that. No. It's just like, sometimes things are like not a space and like you, you can trust that in yourself when you yes. feel like for some reason I can't relax with this person. Yes. It's yeah. okay. It's, it doesn't need to be a fucking thing. It doesn't need to be a fucking it thing. It can be maybe later. Yeah, sure. Because there's reasons for this. Yes. But sometimes there's just not. Sometimes there's just not. And, and sometimes okay. it's literally just uh, alignment or lack of alignment inside yeah. a relationship. Like I, I think that I'm giving myself more and more permission um, to like when I start to feel a pivot in a relationship coming, like I, I can feel myself like energetically falling out of alignment with it. Um, I'm, I'm starting to give myself permission to look at it that way. It's not something this person is doing wrong. It's not something I'm doing wrong. We just not in alignment right now for whatever reason. And that can be reason enough to not invest an excessive amount of energy in a relationship or a pursuit or anything like that. Like at this point I'm after alignment and for me, alignment is I'm not someone clearly who's built to sit in a room with someone. It's, it's why like the idea of being a therapist doesn't really appeal to me because I don't like, I'm, I'm not someone who's actually primarily built to just listen. I'm an excellent listener but that's a trauma response. Not, not like actually the best of me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm listening too much, I'm not in my, my zone, but like this stuff, like I'm, I am built for relationships that are very like back and forth, very mutually collaborative. Um, like we're both contributing a lot, mm-hmm. but I need, it's almost like I, I just need, a brain that I can feed off of and re- and respond to. And for me, like at this point it's coming down to like passion and curiosity. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like willing to go down some weird fucking rabbit holes with me, <laughs> we're going to be fine. Like we're going to be fine. But like, I think um, curiosity and passion for me have been the markers of like, Oh, this is a person who is going to allow me to like relax into my response capacity. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I'm so, I'm so curious because I want, I really believe there's a world in which I can just build that. Like if I know that's how I operate, if I know that I I am giving my best and my juiciest, if I am in the energy of response, I can build a life that allows me to respond. I think you're already doing that. I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm doing that. I just got to figure out how to like apply that to different areas. Yeah, what if it just like, (sighs) happens what if it just happens yeah what if like the awareness because yeah, like that's, what, yeah, that's the big thing that's it. yeah what if like <laughs> literally just like being aware that i want to be in the energy of response and i'm not really open to remaining in situations where i'm not in the energy of response yeah what if that's like the silver bullet i think it is i don't know what that means but um <laughs> like the magic factor oh okay yeah sure yeah, um, she's like, why are we talking about bullets? I was like, what happened? Um, I missed a lot of these things growing up, this little expression. It's fine. I missed so much growing up. So much. I relate to that so deeply. Also, I don't have, like, a lot of things I don't remember, and I don't remember mm-hmm. them intentionally because I don't think they're that important, so I just forget them and then ask about them yes. when I need to. Yes, yep. Like, why would I just, like, hold this at top of my brain? Yeah, my brain is, like, dumping to. it out as I'm hearing it. I'm like, that's nice. <laughs> this is not useful information, so I'll circle back to it when it's useful again. Okay, so I love what you said about, like, uh, compatibility or, like, relationality mm-hmm. um, on paper being, like, making sense because even in you describing um the like i think it's about what did you say depth and like curiosity or something yes like those elements mm-hmm. it could be yes and it might be yeah. and also someone else could say that that's what they're about to and it yes. might not work yeah so, like your idea I, I was so funny ironically i was talking to my mom about something similar i was like isn't it funny when people are just like talking and because of their like their like energy and like their intensity Mm. you're like yeah 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 yeah. you know and you're like agreeing with them and you're yes like, yeah what's up you know like 
And then, and then they just like throw something in there and you're like, wait, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I, I've had this like, with, especially like with people that I'm like just meeting, yes. especially that aren't related to anyone else that I know. I'll like be talking with them and they're like really excited about the environment or something. Yes. And I'm just like, I love, I love hearing people talk like passionately talk uh-huh. about things. I'm just like, yeah, like tell me more. It's like yes. orgasmically interesting to me. So I'm just like consuming what they're saying, not, you know, agreeing with it or necessarily. But just like feeding off their energy. But I'm there. Yes. yes. And again, feeding off of that, uh-huh. like, picking up on this vibe. And then they're like, and then they're like, yeah. And that's why like the government's trying to kill us and birds aren't real. And I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, like, but it circle takes, back. It takes me a minute circle because back. like the energy is so high. Yes. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And oh. Yeah. Like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Like, because there's no way that I can like actually like yes. meet you in birds. But like, shit, I'm so into your energetic. I love this vibe. Yes. Like, I love this. So, I. <laughs> There's layers oh to this, God. like, compatibility. Yes. <laughs> and, like, we figure out the layers as we go. It's so funny. We yeah. just had, um, God, I was, this is, like, a few, a couple months ago, a partner and I went to a dinner party. And he and I were talking afterward because there was this one person at the party who's just, like, an energetic delight. Like, one of those people that you're, like, I could listen to you talk about anything for any length of time because yeah. you were so passionate and so excited. And, like, he and I were talking because we had the same, like, internal response to this person of, like, oh, say say more. Say yeah, everything. Please continue. Tell continue. Me. And it's so interesting because there are, like, things that in retrospect I was, like, ah! Like, there are some elements of that, like, entire thing that I'm, like, I don't, I'm not on board with all of the pieces and parts of this. But, like, just the way that they're, like, energetic drew me in mm-hmm. meant that for a second I was able to, like, bypass a little bit of the, like, the the nuts and bolts and details of areas where I'm, like, oh, no, we are not on the same page about this. But I fucking love your energy. Yeah. It really is, like, there's something to finding the intersection where it's like, I love your energy. And also, yes, like, yes to the content. Yes to like us being on the same page. It's so interesting to try to find like, that intersection. And that's what I'm after at this point. Like, I want these conversations that flow so naturally, because I'm so into the energy. And I also, like, deeply believe in like, the alignment of our values, and like, pretty much whatever the fuck we talk about. Yeah. Into that. Yeah, people are so nuanced. Yes. And like there's there's a lot of freedom to to being okay with like letting people be in different yes. areas in your life. Uh-huh. Even if that's like, you know, as Madison Morgan describes, like outside the gate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yes. know, like yeah. there's layers to this and like there are. that's fine. And it's I think just like the way that we were raised, yes. it's always like you just you accept and love everybody, yeah. which you know, do accept and yes. love everybody. Yes. But what that that doesn't mean doesn't imply that they access. Have access yep. to every part of you. Love and, and access are two different things. Very different. God, I wish I had been taught that so much earlier. Like yeah. me loving you doesn't necessarily mean that me giving you giving you access. Yeah to me is in my best interest or in your best interest at the end of the day. Hello loves. It's me, Christina. I wanted to interrupt this episode to talk to you briefly about my one-on-one rebuilding coaching series. This 12 week series is designed to transform the way you show up in your life um, to help you discover your next step and support you to move confidently into it. We work on inner critic dialogue, confidence, and trusting yourself to make decisions. I like to look at life as a series of endings and beginnings. There's so many of those in our lives. And I think this space is where the greatest transformation takes place. And whether you've already gone through a change or feeling like there's a change around the corner or just really feel like something is missing, these spaces are great for asking, what do I want now? And what is possible for me now? If you're really longing to live freely and trust yourself to move through life with confidence, this series is for you. My clients call this series transformative, empowering, and inspiring, and they often report after the series they feel confidence to say no, trust their worth, in touch with their bodies, and in tune with their instincts. This is a powerful container and can have huge long-term impacts on your life and well-being. You can learn more by visiting my website at www.christinamcarlson.com, also listed in the show notes, um, and that's where you can learn more about working with me. Thanks for your time.
Now back to the show. I'm so curious. Um, do you have like a concept of like what those like layers, like if you were to like, like map out your relational life right now, like the tiers, mm -hmm. do you have like a concept of what that looks like right now? I've been thinking about that a lot lately, yeah. like just dif the different like layers of access and the people inside those tiers. Cause I think like everything is a tier at this point. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, the people who are in my closest inner circle ask me questions. Um, ah, there it is. <laughs> um, I just I just watched the volume. <laughs> I just watched the volume on my computer just go nuts. <laughs> I'm very enthusiastic about this. Like, what the fuck just happened? God, there it is. They ask me questions. Yeah, go on. And and they're able to hold space for answers mm -hmm. for my responses. Um, so. Like, I, I am used to, especially, like, part of a trauma response and also just because I fucking love it and I'm gifted mm -hmm. at it, listening. Yeah. I have had a lot of relationships in my life that have mostly been about other people. 100%. Um, yes. And, like, I'm okay with that. Like, mm -hmm. I love those people. Um, but the people that I find, like, I feel safe to share things to yeah. are people that ask me questions. Yes. Um, yep. and I know that I'm asking them questions cause it's just what yeah. I do, but like having, having space where mm -hmm. I trust that someone is going to ask me things yes. is where, is, is that very, very inner circle. Yep. And then outside yep. of, outside of that are like, um, which is, which is interesting, interesting because I can have people in my life for different lengths of time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Way further out. Yeah. Than it. It's not a matter of time. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, and then like the circle outside of that are people that I really enjoy their presence and their energy. Mm -hmm. And, um, those can be people that I just see in specific moments. But yeah. like when I do see them, we connect like yeah. on a soul level. My friend, yeah. Um, yeah, my friend, I have a friend who I don't spend a ton of time with, but we dance together. And, um, she's like one of the most delightful souls ever. Yeah. And she's in that in that space for me. Look, we don't usually spend time together outside of dancing. We have spent some. Cute. I adore this person, and every time I see them, I'm just so fucking delighted by their energy and by everything that they are. And like, it's wonderful. And yeah. maybe we'll be like, you know, our friendship will move around or not. Yes. But I like. There's this beauty of just like accepting and loving who people mm -hmm. are and where they are for you. Yeah. But then, like. I don't know. It's interesting. It's it's just so fascinating because there's like, there's so many like people who like come in and out of mm -hmm. my life. But like, honestly, I know a lot of people and would enjoy like talking to a lot of people that I couldn't wouldn't even put in my sphere at all. Yes. Yeah. Same. Because I don't I don't give that emotional energy. Mm -mm. Like it's just like oh when I see them I see them it's great. Yes. Like but I'm not like. Neither one of us are making an effort, and I'm yeah. great with that. Yeah. <laughs> and know? it's so interesting because I think that can, in so many ways, I, I fall into that category as well of having, like, a lot of people in my life that I can go very long time periods of time without talking to or being around. Mm -hmm. And when I think of them, I think of them so fondly. And yeah, like when yeah. the opportunity to be in the same space presents itself, it's always a fuck. You're yes. So excited. Yes. Yeah. But like, it's, it's not, um, and I think for a lot of people that reads as a very like diminishing, like, um, like out of sight, out of mind type thing. And I'm like, but that can be its own like valid form of connection. Yes. Like I, I don't understand that. Like I, I, I think honestly, like, and from the opposite perspective, I think that's hard for me to find, like to intuitively find offense in because I don't find offense in it for myself. Like there are people in my life that I'm like, we see each other maybe once every three to five years. Um, and like, you don't make an effort to seek me out in the interim. And I don't take that in any way personal. Like that's like literally just the space that we have in one another's lives. Um, and everyone can't be, that's, that's the thing. Like everyone can't be in that inner circle no. and I can't be in everyone's inner circle, but that doesn't mean that I can't be important to them. Right. And doesn't like, mean you don't love them. No, no, not at all. It's my, uh, 
God, the first time I had my Dean uh, read my my birth chart, one of the things that she said that I was so grateful for, um, because it's an aspect of myself that I've always felt a little bit of a like low key shame about. Um, but one of the things she talked about was how like, she was like, you are someone who has a small inner circle. Like you have like your like close knit people and a ton of acquaintances mm. and like, and then there's like middle layers, but like your like, top tier circle, like the people that you rely on is small. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's so interesting to me. Cause I think I, I felt some shame around that. Cause I think there's like, we live in a society that assigns some moral value to like, yeah. Being incredibly like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think like how to, how to language it. Um, it feels like our society places a lot of moral value on being outgoing. Um, and uh, those social, uh, those of us socialize as women, have yes, this, like particularly particular need to like or expectation of being emotionally open. Yes, with everyone, with everyone, with everyone. Yeah, and I like I am not emotionally open with everyone. I'm just not. Ooh. Like, and honestly, there are people who think I'm very emotionally open with them, and I'm like, oh, you've got about ten percent, B. <laughs> You're gonna yes. about you're gonna be a ten percent. I love like that, that's how yeah. that's like, hard. Know me. I know, what? I know. Like I <laughs> and I think that's one of the like one of the things, and I I think part of it, and you well, I I assume probably relate to this because you're so similar to me in this category. But like when you are a fucking cosmos of a human being, and that's who I am, and that's who you are. Like when you just have so many layers and like galaxies and like black holes and all of the things you can give somebody a galaxy and they're going to be like, Oh, this is the whole fucking universe. And are like, you're like, Oh baby, no. you're just, you're only getting started. Scratching the surface. You're just scratching the surface. You just got a kid telescope. You just got awesome. this like a tiny, tiny telescope. Yeah. Um, and very few people, in my life get to witness the cosmos. And I'm not sad about that. Like, I think there were like, um, there were many years of my life where I was sad about that. Cause I was like, I just want so deeply to be known. Mm. And I think what, what I have come to peace with over time is that like, I am known, like I am incredibly fucking known. There are very few people that know the whole cosmos. There are no people. There are no people who know the whole cosmos because I don't know the whole cosmos. But like, there are a few people who get like access to the whole thing. But like, there are people that get this part, and there are people that get this part, and there are people that get this galaxy over here, and like, all of the parts of me are known, just not all at the same time. Mm And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like it's such an, I don't know, like I'm, I've been exploring a lot of that because I don't think I realized until this year how much um, internalized shame I have over not letting everyone all the way in. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of Bible study. Right? (laughs) There's some like religious trauma bullshit (laughs) happening here. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, the, like, when you're, like, you're needing to share, you're, like, supposed to share, and you, like, have to think of, like, the most vulnerable thing possible to oh share, God. but it's exploitative, it's exploitative. It safe, or, like, you don't want to share it, and it just feels, like, yes. horrible. I've had to do so much, um, I was thinking about this, like, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, um, because I'm, I'm very much in a process of of examining my relationship to sharing my, my life, especially on the internet. Mm. Um, because I like had many years there where I was like, a, I mean, I was a, a good Christian girl who was open <laughs> to sharing literally. See, I didn't know you that. Anything. Even hearing that sounded funny. <laughs> I know, I know. It was like a whole lifetime ago. Um, but like, I, I was that girl who like, I could turn any, anything into a very inspiring testimony. Yes, like same. any aspect yeah. of no matter how painful, no matter how 
personal or private. Um, like I think back at some of the things that I was expected to share with mentors in the past when I was young that now I'm like, that was fucking sexual trauma. Like, like me being expected to like talk to an adult mentor about how often I was masturbating. That's violent. That's gross. Yeah. Like if you were, listen to me, (laughs) if you are listening to this, if you have somehow stumbled into an alternate universe and you are a person who is holding space for like young teenagers and like evolving, developing humans, and you were like one of the mentors holding space for them to talk about their sexual sins. Fucking stop. That's yeah, predatorial stop. behavior. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Quit. Gross. Quit now. You are gross. Your behavior is gross. You are not gross. Your behavior is stop gross. It. I'm literally like waving my finger at the microphone right now. I feel so strongly about this. That is predatorial behavior. Yeah. Don't do that. And like, no. I was just taught that that was, that was a part of it. Mm-hmm. That was just like, a part of protecting my purity was like sharing these intensely vulnerable things. Um, And so like I was raised in that culture. And so I know how to shut off my own like protection and defense mechanisms so that I can turn what I'm experiencing into an inspiring story for someone else to consume and benefit from. Generally for me, that was just associating so oh god so much dissociating i'm still learning how to like stay actually be in my body this is why the embodiment thing like because we're like learning how to do that for the first time but like i i really started examining like and and it was part of my my work with madison because i can't remember what teacher it was that spoke in rising sovereign but one of them talked about like oh and it was also a part of serve it up Um, we talked a lot about not exploiting ourselves and the grief (laughs) that came up for me when I like looked at my history and realized how much of my writing, the thing that is the most, like it is my deepest gift. Like I know that my writing is medicinal and yet I was taught to exploit that gift, to use that gift to exploit myself. Mm. And, like, the amount of grief in that has been huge. And then when Joshua died, like, I just, like, had to start renegotiating my relationship to that. And I I kind of honestly have mostly gone underground for the past year in terms of, like, sharing really vulnerable pieces of my grief process and all of that stuff. Um, and I'm just now coming back to that space where I'm like, okay, what if something between? What if I'm, like, not exploiting myself And I'm also not like in this little hidey hole where I'm like not actually using my primary gift because storytelling is like, that's, that's a huge part of my, like my medicine. So I feel like the question here then. (laughs) Ask me the question. Love a question. (laughs) Uh, It's more like a general question, but Mm. like the, the question is then like what, um, what makes something valued versus exploitative? And I I feel like we're coming back to this concept of what are your circles and what are your layers like? Because if you are sharing with your therapist or your partners, you are not exploiting yourself. No. So like, it's almost like it's not the sharing that's exploitative. So for you, what is the, like, what is the space of difference here that makes sharing um, compatible with who you are and not exploitative. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I love that question. I think for me, um, and I want to say it was, I want to say it was maybe Glennon Doyle Mm -hmm. that spoke about writing from wounds that are healed Rather than wounds that are open and bleeding. Yeah, think. Yes. And I think that's actually kind of been the exploration that I've been on around that has been less about who I'm sharing with than it is what I'm sharing and with whom. So like, yeah, my therapist and my like immediate circle, my partners and my very dearest and most trusted friends, like those are the people who kind of get all of it. Like 
I mean, shit, there's stuff, there's stuff that is literally like Amanda is the core of my, my therapist, Amanda is the core of my inner circle. There is stuff that Amanda gets that literally no one else on the planet has. Um, because after two years of like, she just, she knows my brain better than anyone on the planet. Um, and is the most generous space holder I have ever met. Jesus fucking Christ. I was like the day I met her changed my life. Um, but like, it's almost like in within each circle, I'm like looking at my circles of closeness, my circles of intimacy and integration. And within each of those circles negotiating, okay, like, what can I share with this specific circle that doesn't feel exploitative to me? Yeah. Because like, there are things that I share with my partners that don't feel exploitative to me at all, that if I were to just like say it on the internet, 100% it would be for the wrong reason. Like it would be very inspiring. Like you would, you would read it and be like, Oh my God, this is beautiful and vulnerable and like all of this stuff. And I would be feeling that cringe inside myself of like, Oh, I'm like, I'm like turning my, I'm turning my deepest trauma into trauma porn and inspiration porn. Okay. I have a question. Yes. What is the, what is the frequency for you of exploitation? Like, how do you, mm. how do you sense that coming or know that that's an aspect for you? Is it in your body? Where are you sensing this? Oh, um, it's an energetic. Yeah. It's in my body. Um, yeah. it is, there is like a, a sensation and I've gotten to the point where I recognize it now. I still haven't gotten to the point where I recognize it before I say the things, but there I've gotten into the habit this past year of every now and then I will like write a thing and like publish it, like put it out publicly. And then very immediately, it's like almost immediately after publishing my body goes, uh, -uh. No, like it's, it's just something in my body. That's like, um, it's like, if I could quantify in an embodied sensation, the words, that's not for you. And like, I've given myself deep permission this past year. Um, and I've had a couple of people, it's so interesting. I've had a couple of people like ask me about it. Cause like every now and then I'll make a post and then I'll uh, five, 10 minutes later, I'll just be like, Oh no, 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 no. That was actually too much. Um, that was like me giving things to people. It doesn't belong to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I just had a like a parallel moment. It's so interesting to me how the church gave us such a deep frame of reference for like, not giving our bodies and our physical intimacy to people who had not earned it Fuck. through an appropriate level of like commitment and like safety building and all of the things. Um, like how many times do we get the thing about like, like not giving pieces of ourselves away sure. to men who we weren't going to marry, who like had no vested interest in us long-term. Yeah. Um, we got so much about that. Nobody ever fucking once talked to us. Not me. That's, I mean, this is my experience. I can't say this for everyone. But, like, never once was I spoken to about... Like, they would say things about, like, don't... Gu or, like, guard your heart. But nobody ever said what that fucking meant. Mm. Like... And, like, it's so interesting to me that, like, as one of the people who was a good speaker and a good writer and a very good Christian girl and could always be counted upon to like offer my testimony in a very raw and real and vulnerable way. No one ever came to me and was like, Hey, you don't have to give pieces of yourself to people who have no vested interest in like holding and respecting and honoring those pieces of you. It is one of those categories. And it's another one of them where I, I feel like as much as the, the church talked about how like 
the body, like the church, nobody I knew from, from the churches I grew up in would ever say that the body was more important than the spirit Mm -hmm. or the emotions or like anything like that. Um, but they acted like it all the time. Like, hold on. (laughs) Oh, say, say it. (laughs) So this is very fascinating because there's two, there's two aspects you're talking about. You're talking about the physical body and your emotional and, um, mental state. Mm Mm-hmm. And both were being exploited in different, in different ways. ways. So yeah. the body was being controlled and exploited for mm-hmm. a specific use, and the mind and your emotional <laughs> state was being exploited for another use, both to serve men, both in this very particular framework. Mm-hmm. It's the product of a matrix yes. culture. Yeah. Like, my body was controlled at the same time that I was being suggested subjected to what I don't think I'm out of line by calling emotional prostitution. Right. Like I, like I, that's like, we were just expected to give of ourselves from an emotional and spiritual space as a form of currency. Yeah. Keep nothing. Yourself. Yeah, keep nothing for yourself. Yeah, and that—that's really it. it. Was none of like your none of you was your own because no. like because your emotional state was meant to be exploited for yes. a cause, and your body was meant to meant be to be protected, protected for a man for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing belongs I, to you. I remember like the first work that. I did. Yeah, I know, right? Take oh. a breath, everyone. I forgot to tell you to pull over. My bad. Um, <laughs> oh, some of the first work lay down I for did. A second. Yeah. For it. <laughs> Um, some of the first work I did with Madison was, uh, I remember she asked me, I, I maybe she, I, I know we talked about this, but like, she was like, what about like keeping something for yourself? Like oh. something that you do that you don't tell anyone about. Yeah. And I've told so many people this since because it's been, it's had such a profound impact on me. But like, what if there's something that you keep for yourself and yeah. that isn't? bad Mm -hmm. because there there's just this like even even in like moving into like a different kind of spirituality yes it's like there's this need to like evangelize in some way or like yeah or just like tell yep yep and like and there's a difference again the difference is when you have sacred witness of your experience of this thing versus like i need to share it all to everyone yeah which is interesting we didn't have we had the internet growing up but not in this way no no nope. so it's it's kind of like a different it's like a version of like the public as in like your church and community it's mm-hmm. very similar concept but <laughs> it's it's safe and okay and really really helpful and healthy yeah even if it feels like like hard at first yes to keep things for yourself oh i think there's also a conversation here to have about capacity building Mm -hmm. because i think if it's like again just like speaking to my own experience here um because madison and i've had the same conversation i want to say it was mariana rittenhouse whose name has now changed and i don't know what her last name is now um but she does tea ceremonies but like one of the things that she talked about that then got passed down to me via madison was um the phrase she used was don't disperse the energy. So like when we're learning a new thing or like yeah. orienting in a new way or like all of these things, like um, Mariana's it was a close call. Bless. Good job, Mocha. You knew to stay up. You know what's up. Um, <laughs> could not deal with spilled Mocha on my carpet today. Thank you. Um <laughs> But, like, that that phrase of, like, don't disperse the energy continues coming back to me because, like, what that requires is for me to build the capacity to hold the intensity on my own. Mm-hmm. Because when you're someone who is, when you feel things very deeply in an embodied way and you're, like, learning something new or, like... It's, it's like the energy, like for me, I don't know if this is way for everybody, but like the, the like feeling of learning something new or moving into a new space or like indulging some form of new curiosity to me feels very much like falling in love. Hmm. And when you're like falling in love with someone, you want to like tell fucking everyone because like there's this intensity behind it. And it's like, 
if you just hold it in your own body, it feels like you have just like shaken up a bottle of soda and like everything inside you is just like, but I have to say it, I have to say, it. I have to say the thing. Um, I experienced that sensation of like falling in love in so many areas of my life on any given day. Um, and like my ability to not disperse the energy, my ability to just like keep a thing for myself has required me to build my capacity for holding that intensity. Because in a lot of ways, the reason I want to tell other people about the things is because I'm trying to offload the intensity. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to offload the intensity. Um, I have like, I have looked back, there have been a few experiences that I have had in my life that in retrospect, I'm so sad <laughs> that I did not give myself the like gift of holding the thing for myself. Like I, I like received this gift and then very immediately like handed it out to someone else um, in ways that like they could benefit from, or we could like process or talk about or all the things. Um, and in retrospect, as I've learned about this exact thing, this like exact, like what if I can just have a thing for myself? Like, does it matter if nobody else knows about it? There's so much there. Ugh. Yeah, okay. So, like, for... God, this mm -hmm. this goes back really far for me, actually. Um, when I was, like, deeply in religion still, I had... And I, ha I heard someone say this recently. I was like, oh, yeah, I resonate with that. Um, I never really felt super close to Jesus. <laughs> I felt close to God. Uh-huh. Um, yes. And so when I had, like... I mean, I know they're, like, supposed to be all the same thing, but, like... I had a lot of times where I would experience something in my relationship with God. Yeah. And I knew at the core of my being that I didn't, like, I wasn't supposed to share that with anyone, mm. but I didn't have the capacity to sit with that yes. discomfort. And so I would share it. Yes. Also because I was told that it was selfish to keep it. A hundred percent. And so I assumed yep. that that voice wasn't God. Looking yep. back, I'm like, yeah, that was probably the voice of the universe being like, this is actually for this you. This is yours. This is yours, baby. Keep it. But yep. I was so scared that I was hearing it wrong. And so I needed to bounce it off of oh. someone else. Oh. You know? Oh. It's because we're fundamentally untrustworthy. Yes. Yes. Okay. And there's, there's more yep. to this because like when you say a thing, it moves mm -hmm. to a different part of your brain. I'm sure mm -hmm. you've heard that before. Like the the way that your brain is situated, like the things that are occurring in it are experiential. Yeah. It's happening in your body. You're mm -hmm. feeling it in one part of your brain. Once you formulate words to it and share it, yeah, it moves to a different space. So you stop experiencing right. it in the same way. Yes. Yes. So if you allow yourself yes. the space to experience this for just a little bit longer, mm -hmm. The impact it has on you yes. is different than if you hear something and immediately give it away. Yep. Who, it was Mike McCarg, Science Mike, mm. um, talked, spoke Science years ago. Mike. This has been, I, I can't even, I can't even estimate how many years ago, probably like five, seven. Um, but spoke at some point, and I want to say it was on Rob Bell's podcast. I don't know. Yay, um, Robcast. <laughs> Rob oh, our like trajectory out of the church. I, um, I, love Rob. I fucking love Rob Bell. I have listened to it. So if you've happy. never listened to him and Liz Gilbert's collaborative, um, what? Lar oh my, oh my God. I'm going to send it to you. Please. They did. Um, and it was a new year's Eve thing. I want to say, um, at Largo in LA. And it was two full episodes. Both of them were over an hour long. Mm -hmm. And it was some of the most fucking profound teaching I have ever experienced in my life. It was like after Liz came out and her and Rhea were together, but before Rhea died, like it was, ugh. you know, a lot of things I don't know. I know. I so, I okay. I'm going to send you these episodes. Like Please. clearly, clearly these episodes are very profound to me because years later I've listened to them so many times. I can't even tell you. Um, no, Liz and Rob are like two of my most, like they have had two of the deepest impacts on who I am in terms of my spiritual self. Yes. Yeah, same. Oh Rob is man. the reason that I started like yes. deconstructing. Yep. And Liz is like, my creative 
like anytime I'm like struggling in my creative life with the like it's not queer enough it's not collaborative enough i look at liz gilbert Mm -hmm. because that woman just like at every fucking turn has just been like what are the expectations of me fuck them don't care i'm gonna do what feels right um (laughs) i love her anyway um mike mccarg wow that was a rabbit trail mike mccarg (laughs) spoke um about how he had a mystical experience it was the mystical experience he had on the beach that led him out of atheism and back into some form of spirituality. Mm. Um, And he had this mystical experience and he talked in retrospect about how like he no longer talks about mystical experiences out loud to anyone at any point. Mm. Um, Because early on he figured out and then he like, of course, because he's science, Mike did like the science behind it. Um, but like based on brain scans, the power of a mystical experience diminishes in your body, in your brain, every single time you speak about it. It's like you disperse the energy. I'm pretty sure he's the one I heard this from. Yes. And I remember I have thought about that so frequently. Um, and that actually probably represented the point where I started like toying with the idea of sharing less because much of my... Honestly, a whole fucking lot of my life experience right now feels like some form of mystical experience. Mm-hmm. And so, like, trying to honor that um, is such an interesting thing to me because nobody ever told us that. Nobody ever told us, like, it was literally, we were told the opposite. Like, if you have an experience of God that's profound to you, you have to tell everyone. What if that was a way of controlling the narrative, though? I think it was, yeah. Because, like, what happens is it's like, if I sit with an experience, if I have a, an experience that feels mystical or like God is deeply present in some way and I just sit with that, it's like over time, it just becomes part of my fibers. Like it's, it's like it just like sinks into my body and like becomes a part of my lived physical experience. But it's like if you say it out loud right away before it's had a chance to like soak into your body – it's so easy for people outside you to make it mean something that it didn't or to like hijack the narrative. Like you said, like to steal the narrative and be like, well, this must have been what God was trying to tell you. Or like, what if all of these seven different things? And, and so all of a sudden it's no longer your experience. It's a communal experience. And as much as I believe in communal experiences, wasn't meant to be one. one. Like our, our like experiences of God in so many ways, as far as I'm concerned are like wildly fucking personal. Um, yeah, I'm so, my brain has never made the connection between like, we were taught to exploit, like to control our bodies and exploit our like hearts and spirits. Yeah. None of it was ours. None of it was ours. Fucking wild. I got a piece. So we're going to end the episode. Love it. <laughs> Cheers. Love you friends. Thank you all for joining me today. If you were wanting one-on-one support to help you step into trusting yourself seeing your own magic, and building the life that you want, you can contact me on my website. The website is below in the show notes. I hope you all have a bitchin' day.